Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our time of the study of the Word of God. Here we study the Bible and we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. Now, by the grace of God, we've done 30 books of the Bible. And uh, if you've not been able to listen to all the podcasts we've done straight from the book of Genesis, uh, you can go and visit all podcast platforms like Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean. You name it, you'll find us there. And I believe the Lord shall speak to you even as you listen. Because, like we already say, there's no limitation to revelation. God reveals his word to everybody who shows need. If you want God to speak to you, he will speak to you. Yeah, There is no limitation that he will speak to the preacher only. No, if you have the spirit of God in you, God will come, God will speak, and uh, you will be blessed. And that's one thing that we always say here, that even as you listen through these podcasts, through these teachings that we have, you open your heart and let God speak, because God does speak. There's a message that he can give to you every single day. That's why you can read a scripture today, and you get a revelation for it, And you come back three months later and you read it and it gives you revelation for that circumstance or that uh, scenario or occasion or point in life that you're going through. And it will speak to you directly. And that's the beauty of the word of God. Because the word of God is alive. Yeah, It's new every morning. Every time that uh, you wake up, you get ready to receive from the Lord. Every time that you wake up, you open your heart and say... God, please speak, and he will speak. That is the purpose that he has given us, the Holy Spirit, to lead us, to guide us, yeah, to show us the way, to show us the direction. And that's the beauty that we have as believers today. And uh, as we study through the Bible, you can always go ahead and also learn, go through your own Bible time and your study and research, and you read and know. Uh, so that you can understand the word of God better. And uh, we have done 30 chapters of the Old Testament. Pretty soon, in a few days' time, we shall be finishing this Old Testament. It's been a long journey, over about two and a half years that we've handled these uh, books of the Old Testament. But it's been a good study that we've had. And let me tell you, it's important for you to know that if you're going to understand the New Testament, then you need to understand what happened before it. Yeah, uh, The divisions, of course, were created. They didn't uh, really mean that they existed. But it helps you understand. It also helps you see Christ, even in this Old Testament. It helps you see the prophecies that have been made. It helps you see the birth of a nation that eventually God says, this is my nation. We looked at that yesterday, I believe, also. And uh, it's... Uh, something that encompasses everything for you to know and understand the word better. So, uh, we shall soon finish and start with the New Testament. And uh, I believe it's going to be an exciting time, just like this one has been. And uh, for much more, even you can even check through our website, that is BibleIndepth.com. Please visit that website bibleindepth.com. You'll find everything that concerns this network as far as spreading the gospel is concerned through the whole world, through media. 
And uh, we believe God to use us in a great and mighty way. We believe for great things to come to us and to help us spread and go out in all avenues possible. So please visit our website, know about what we do. Right there, you'll find a prayer room, 24-7 prayer room live stream that we do. We run a prayer room live stream uh, that goes 24-7. There you can go and pray and worship and have some personal time with God. You know, it's important for you uh, to always get some time off, yeah? And you soak yourself in the presence of God. And we have some beautiful worshipers there that you can be able to listen through and uh, let the Lord speak to you. Let the Lord talk to God and let him talk to you, back to you. And uh, even still on our website, you'll find radio dramas. We do radio dramas that uh, uh, try to also to bring out the scripture, to bring out the word, and you can be able to listen in. They're very good productions that have been made. We have kids' uh, publications there, the 3D publication of Bible stories uh, that we've done also. You can also go there and download them and uh, let your child uh, go through and learn graphically through uh, these comics, 3D comics that we have done for the children. You just visit Bible In-Depth Network and you'll find them on uh, the 3D publications that we do. We've also done some uh, graphical uh, pieces for biblical events and stories there that you can find about the flood, about the creation, lots of them. You'll just go there and you'll find them and the Lord shall indeed speak to you. The Lord shall bless you. It's lots more to find there. You can also listen to the radio live through the website. And we thank God for you. We thank God that you're part of us, that you join us every time in uh, this study that we have. Now, we'll continue today with the book of Obadiah. Obadiah is a short book. It is just one chapter, which we shall handle today and uh, conclude today. And it has 21 verses. Very short book, but however short the book might be, it's also key for us to know that there's a reason it made it here. There were lots of books, by the way. Over 600 books, manuscripts, were there. Yeah? And could have made it to this collection that we call the Bible. Uh, but uh, one day we shall get through um, how the selection process was done for the Bible. What was the consideration Yeah, for the books to be added to the Bible? Of course, you had to be... Uh, Part of the team that selected them as leaders, as uh, spiritual leaders at that time, and they made selection of books. There are lots of books that were left out. Some, of course, are considered as apocrypha, yeah? And uh, it may not necessarily imply that these books were not genuine, no. Some of them were genuine. Actually, many of them were genuine books, just like you see these that we are reading. But in the selection process... These were picked out. So uh, sometimes you read them. Personally, I have read a number of books that may not be part of this compilation of the Bible. And uh, they have information, by the way. They have some very good information. If you're strong-hearted, you can go and uh, explore. But also, even this that we have already, these 66 books of the Bible, are enough for you to understand God in his fullness 
understand how he works, understand uh, the workings of the Lord. Yeah, so these two can be properly and sufficient for you as a believer to study. So today we start on the book of Obadiah and we shall conclude it still today because it's a very short book. And it's a book uh, through which he specifically talks about Edom. Yeah, He gives attention to Edom as a nation. Where does Edom come from? Remember Jacob and Esau, those two, those twins that fought in the womb and one came out first, which was Esau. Very hairy as uh, we, we, we remember that story. And from him came the Edomites. So when they're talking Edom, they're talking about the descendants of Esau. And these are the ones that Obadiah talks about in his book, specifically about the judgment that is going to come to these people. These are the brothers of Israel. These are brothers of Jacob. These are brothers of Israel, blood brothers. But then, them as a nation, they also were required to live by the standards of God. You know, we talked about this last time, that um, it doesn't matter which nation it is. It doesn't matter where, which uh, part of the world you are. There is only one God that has to be served. There is only one God that has to be exalted, and that is the Almighty God. So, whenever people go out and have their gods and serve their images and carry their gods around and put them in shops and put them in their squares saying this is our God, that does not save you from judgment. It doesn't at any one point because God still expects you, whether you are Israel or not, to worship him and him alone. Why? He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He's the one who created you in his own image. So it doesn't matter whether you mold uh, some god through wood or using stone and put it there and say that is my god. The stone that you're using was made by God. The wood that you're using to fashion uh, this image was made by God. It's God's own creation. So it all belongs to him. Now when judgment is going to come, it will come to all. It will not come to uh, those of Israel only, that you say those are the ones that he said they are mine. No, everybody belongs to him. Even the nations that are serving other gods right now are doing it in error, are doing it wrongly because he expects them to serve him and him alone because he is the creator. He's the Lord of Lords. Yeah. So Obadiah, in his book, totally gives focus to Edom as a nation, to the Edomites as descendants of Esau. And it starts by saying, the vision of Abadiah thus says the Lord God concerning Edom, like we've just spoken. Yeah, He is specifically on this nation of the Edomites. And uh, he goes on and says, we have had a report from the Lord. And an envoy has been sent among the nations, saying, Arise and let us go against her for battle. Behold, I will make you small among the nations. He's telling the Edomites. He's telling Edom as a nation. I'm going to make you small among the nations. This still shows you how much God has control over nations. 
Look at the powers today. Look at the world powers today. Look at the nations on the earth today. God still has control over them. God can decide who gets on top of the other, who gets authority over the other. God can decide who becomes superpower now. It's all in the command of God. We looked at it uh, when we were studying the, the prophets, Ezekiel, Daniel, and God was determining who comes next. Yeah? The Assyrians are a superpower at one point, and they take charge of the world. Their affairs are the ones that matter in the world. The rest are below them. After them, Babylon comes, Nebuchadnezzar. We saw that, and they were all, interestingly, like we saw, Nebuchadnezzar is being considered as a servant of God. See, that's my servant. He's carrying out my will as far as Israel is concerned. So, at that point also, God decides that I will raise uh, the nation of Babylon as a superpower above all the others. So the others will be small and Babylon shall be on top. Then after Babylon, he says, okay, your time is done. Now let me raise Persia. When Persia comes, it's a mixed uh, leadership with the Meds and the Persians, with Darius for the Meds and uh, Cyrus for the Persians. And they lead. They are the superpower then. After then, he says, okay, your time is done. I will now raise another nation. When you get to what these nations were doing and who they were worshipping, they may not necessarily have been worshipping the Almighty God. And that's the, supreme, the, the supremacy, the sovereignty that God has, that God can use even that which you may consider that it is not worthy. Sometimes we have leaders and they seem like they are off. And this, I was even talking to somebody recently, that there is a leader you find, yeah, probably in their nation things are not working well. Probably they they have some faults here and there. And then they come out and they're worshipping God publicly. They're talking about God in the open squares and they're talking about God in their speeches. And you wonder, okay, it's sent by God. It's sent by God to us, to lead us. That was the nature of Nebuchadnezzar. Now, however bad the man was, and whatever he did, evil and wrong, he would come out and proclaim God and speak about God. Same thing we saw with Darius. These are leaders. These are world leaders. And God makes determination on who rises up. After the Persians came the Greeks, Alexander the Great, of course, the largest empire that has ever been seen by one man, a young man at 22, 23 years old, conquering the, the world. By the age of 33, he's dead, but left a mark and gives to his generals to run. Then after the Romans come, and right now, you may qualify somebody as a superpower right now in the world today. And does God have a hand in it? Does God determine who leads affairs in this world? Yes, he does. Because here, He's telling the Edomites that I will make you small among the nations. I'm going to make you small. I have the right to do that. Yes, you might say, okay, your affairs end with Israel. No, he has a right and he can determine cases on who rises to the top. And this with the Edomites, he's told, he has told them, you are greatly despised. The arrogance of your heart has deceived you, God does not like arrogance. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah, arrogance of heart. What is what, what, what one of the reasons that is causing the Edomites 
to fall or to be placed below everybody else is because of their arrogance. It's because of how they carry themselves. That spirit in their heart that deceives you and makes you feel great. Some of us, we, we feel like we are above everybody else. When you walk, you want the entire road to be left to you. Yeah? And this level of arrogance, God hates. When you talk, you want the entire world to feel that they are at your mercy. But this arrogance, God hates. It's deception of the heart. Yeah? Isaiah 16, verse 6 uh, says, We have had the pride of Moab. He is very proud, even of his haughtiness and his pride and his wrath. But his lies shall not be so. Even in comparison with everybody who has been arrogant here, it shows you that it's just for a time, but it will not last forever. It does not help. Pride does not help. It only brings you down. God is interested in humility. He's interested in you being humble. By virtue of being a Christian, there are some things that should not even be part of our lives. Pride, arrogance, speaking like all the rest do not matter. No, those things are lies. They are deceptions to your heart. And he says, you who live in the clefts of the rock, in the loftiness of your dwelling place, who say in your heart, who will bring me down to earth? Hmm? You always wonder. Who can bring me down? I have all the money. Who can bring me down? Yeah, I have all the authority. Who can bring me down? And that is in comparison to, to what uh, in, in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 13, which says, For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yeah? You remember who they were talking about there? Lucifer. When there is pride in your heart, here it is being compared to what the, the enemy says, to what Lucifer says, to what the devil says. Yeah? Feeling that you are above everybody else. And this is what the Edomites were saying. Saying who? Who can bring us down to the earth? Who? We, our places are high above. I'm going to say, I'm going to show you as Edom. And to somebody who is listening today, if the acquisitions of life are causing you to feel like you are the greatest of all, that you don't even need God in your life, then there is trouble. Because there is comparison to what Lucifer says, that who is like me? I am great. The greatest of all is the Lord Almighty. And nobody can compare himself to the Almighty God. Nobody. No single person. And here the Edomites are causing trouble to themselves by saying that they are above. Though you build high like the ego, though you set your nest among the stars, from there I'll bring you down, declares the Lord. Though you lift yourself up, though you have made all the money you feel, you feel is, is, is required in, in life, Though you do, you know, the, the people you hear and somebody is blaspheming God and somebody because of the ranks they have, yeah, because of the achievements they've had in life, which, by the way, they do not know that if it was not for God, they would not have them. And they're talking about God in a blasphemous manner. They're talking about God like he's a kid. They're talking about God like he's their equal. And God says, though you have built 
high like the eagle. Though you've set your nest among the stars, when you set your nest among the stars, it means nobody can touch you. You're so far up. Of course, by the time that you set your nest among the stars, the just the science that you've beaten to reach the stars is unimaginable. Nobody can reach you. We've seen the great fall. We've seen the mighty fall. We've gone through history and seen those that are considered the greatest of all fall. Hey, we've seen Nebuchadnezzar fall. Do you know who that man was? One of the greatest empires that lived, but they fell. He's even referred to in the Bible. They say that animals, the, the nature would respect Nebuchadnezzar. But now, that man was brought down, taken seven years out into the wilderness, ate grass like animals. He was speaking, his speech, the, the way he was speaking was compared to that of animals. They would understand each other. Their speech was the same. The greatest king speaking with animals, an intelligible speech to men, but understandable to animals. His hair grew, locks flowing down, his nails like, uh, like those of birds, clothes of birds. And God was trying to show you, however high you think you are, you will come down. And the only way that Nebuchadnezzar gets out of that is by his speech and saying, you know what, I have realized that it is you. You are the Lord of Lords, you are the Almighty. And then he gets out of that place. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter how much people have raised themselves high. The moment you do not have the reverence of God, the moment you do not bring down the pride, the moment you do not acknowledge the Almighty God, you shall come down. And that's what he tells Edom. It doesn't matter where you've lifted yourself, you're coming down. If thieves came to you, if robbers by night, oh, how you would be ruined. And by the way, he isn't saying that you will be brought down by the greatest of all. He's just talking about robbers. Any robber can even bring you down. The smallest of things can bring you down. Would they not steal only until they have had enough? If grape gatherers came to you, would they not leave some gleanings? Oh, how Esau will be ransacked. Yeah, of course, yeah. We, remember, we started by saying Esau and uh, the Edomites is a similar representation. And he says, And his hidden treasures searched out, All the men allied with you will send you forth to the border, and the men at peace with you will deceive you and overpower you. They who eat your bread will set an ambush for you. Those that you feel are your closest, are the same people that are going to betray you. This, the Edomites are told. Those unions you've signed, yeah, uh, peace treaties you've signed, agreements you've signed, we shall supply you with, with oil, we shall give you this, we shall come to your rescue when there is a war. It is those same people that they are told shall destroy them. Reason, their pride, their arrogance, feeling that they are lifted up to the stars. There is no understanding in, in understanding in him. Will I not on that day, declares the Lord, destroy wise men of Edom? Those who think that they are the ones who set the policies. Those who think that they are the ones who read the environment. They read of the tales of, of the atmosphere and the stars and the galaxies. And they say and they read the moon and the stars and they tell them of what is to come. He says, those I will destroy. 
because that's where your pride is. Yeah, an understanding from the mountain of Esau. Then your mighty men will be dismayed or tamer, so that everyone may be cut off from the mountain of Esau by slaughter. Because of violence to your brother Jacob. Now, there's even a comparison here that Esau and Jacob are brothers. Edom and Israel are brothers. But then, there is violence that is spoken of here between these two. Of course, Genesis chapter 27 verse 41. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, the days of mourning of my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. Of course, now, uh, when uh, Jacob takes a blessing from Esau, you remember that story in Genesis that we've just read about here in, in reference. He wanted to kill him because of the blessing. But even past that, he has straight, uh, pushed forward. Still, Israel is blessed and Edom is not happy with them. Yeah? And Ezekiel 25, 12, we still see more about uh, this violence that Edom sends to their brother Jacob. Thus says the Lord God, because that Edom has dealt against the house of Judah by taking vengeance and has greatly offended and revenged himself upon them. So they had their issues that shall con- that uh, were, were still ongoing. Joel chapter 3 verse 19, Egypt shall be a desolation and Edom shall be a desolate wilderness for the violence against the children of Judah because they have shed innocent blood in their land. So they still were not happy with their brother and they still kept on doing that which was not fair for them. Yeah. And now, he goes on and continues and says, You will be covered with shame, and you will be cut off forever. On the day that you stood aloof, on the day that strangers carried off his wealth, and foreigners entered his gate and cast lots for Jerusalem, you too were as one of them. Do not gloat over your brother's day, the day of his misfortune. Edom, knowing their history, Knowing that this Israel is their brother, they should not be rejoicing when Israel is being attacked. They should not be getting into alliance when Israel is being attacked. Now, you might say, okay, those, those are nations they're talking about. How about me and my brother? How about you and your brother? When we are Christians, we are brothers, we are sisters, we are, we, we are one. What happens when you see your fellow friends suffering, your fellow believers suffering? Or going through a hard time, do you laugh at them? Because then you have no difference with Edom and Israel. Because these are brothers. Brothers, you care for each other. You love one another. You don't laugh and rejoice when others are suffering. You don't conspire to bring down a fellow brother. You don't. You stand for them at all times because you are one. That's one thing that Israel here does not receive from his brother Edom, from the same womb. Yeah? And he goes on and says, do not rejoice over the sons of Judah. In the day of their destruction, yes, do not boast. In the day of their distress, do not enter the gate of my people. In the day of their disaster, yes, do not gloat over their calamity. In the day of their disaster, yes, it might be God that says it will happen to them, but still, you have no right to be happy over it. That's what they are being told. Yeah? 
and do not loot their wealth in the day of their disaster. Do not stand at the fork of the road to cut down their fugitives, and do not imprison their survivors in the day of their distress. These are your brothers. Do not laugh at your, your, your fellow believer, your brother, your sister, when they are going through a time. Do not start mocking them. Then you are, you are finished because you don't pray enough, then you are, that's why you're suffering. Because you do not fast enough, then that is why you're like that. And you start mocking and laughing at them. No, you stand with them in prayer. You stand with them in work. You support them. If you don't support them, then there's a problem. Yeah? Because what was expected of the Edomites is to support Israel because they are their brothers. So what is expected of me as a believer is to help those that believe in the same God I believe in and raise them up, not to just look on and love. For the day of the Lord draws near on all the nations. This day has been talked about a lot by the prophets we've looked at recently. As you have done, it will be done to you. Your dealings will return on your head. You know, that's a fact of life. That which you do to others comes back to you. You reap what you sow. Because just as you drank on the holy mountain, all the nations will drink continually. They will drink, drink and swallow and they will become as if they have never existed. But on the Mount Zion will be those who escape. It will be holy. And the house of Jacob will possess their possessions. And the house of Jacob will be a fire. And the house of Joseph a flame. And the house of Esau will be as stable. Yeah, there is joy for one. Then there is not so much joy for the other house that has not taken things serious. And they will set them on fire and consume them. So that... There will be no survivor of the house of Esau. It's been spoken to them that you're not getting any survivors because of how you've acted towards your brother. When you do not stand for your brothers, then destruction is set for you. For the Lord has spoken. Then those of the Negev will possess the mountain of Esau. And those of Shephela, the Philistine plain, also possess the territory of Ephraim and the territory of Samaria. And Benjamin will possess Gilead. And the exiles of his host of the sons of Israel, who are among the Canaanites as far as Zarephath, and the exiles of Jerusalem, who are in Sepharad, will possess the cities of the Negev, and the deliverers will ascend Mount Zion to judge the mountain of Esau, and the kingdom will be the Lord's. And that marks the end of the book of Obadiah. It is mostly a book for judgment. And uh, talking to the brother of Israel, who is Edom, from, from which Esau comes. And uh, they were expected to do better. They were expected to live better. They were expected to stand for their brother. But instead they stood in heart for the one they should have loved. God has loved us. He does not intend that we perish. And we also need to love him so that we have great relationship together. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the word that we've shared. We pray that you bless us and prosper us in all things. Grow us in relationship with those that you have given us to live with, with our brothers and with our sisters. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.